before I get started. I'm feeling a little sick. I feel like there's a little something in my throat. So if my voice sounds a little weird, I mean, it sure it sounds weird anyways. Just when I go back and listen, it sounds weird. But anyways, uh, if it sounds weird, that's why. Uh, second thing to note, the neighbors right now, uh, the neighboring room is what I should say, are a bit loud. They're, they're having a good laugh at some stuff that they're talking about. And so if you hear them, uh, don't mind that as well. So on property, uh, we've been talking about selling real property, and thus far we've talked about uh, the purchase contract, and now we're focusing on closing. And there's not too much that we need to focus on closing. We just need to talk about the deed and any remedies for breach uh, before closing and how that kind of works. So what is closing? How does it work? Well, at closing, you have an escrow agent, uh, and they're given the necessary parts of the deal to complete the purchase. So they're given... Uh, promissory notes, they're given payment, things like that. Uh, it, so the way that this is going to work is that the buyer is going to put the purchase price forward along with the promissory loan, and then the bank, uh, typically because you're getting a loan from the bank, is going to advance the mortgage uh, and the loan, and then the seller at that point is going to deliver the deed. So buyer puts forth price plus the promise the bank gives the mortgage and then the seller gives the deed and that's it's just like an exchange via an escrow agent so how's the deed work well the deed requires actual delivery it's a bit different than what it used to be before you used to have to actually go to the land and there was a little ceremony that's not the case anymore actual delivery just means you can hand them over the paper but that needs to be the intent to deliver at the time of delivery. If you remember when we talked about gifts, a very similar concept uh, where there's a couple of elements. First, you have to have that donative intent and you need to have immediate delivery with the objective method uh, that you're utilizing to transfer the deed. So we talked about a whole bunch of practice problems. If you point to a desk drawer and is uh, say, my deed is in that drawer, go and pick it up. That's not delivery. Uh, you have to have actual delivery, handing the paper over uh, with that donative intent. If the person was on the sick bed, can't go and grab the deed or whatever, or whatever's in that drawer is yours. Here, here's a better example. Person is on the sick bed, points at the desk. Uh, points specifically at the drawer and says that drawer and everything in that drawer is yours. Inside that drawer are car keys, a deed uh, to the house, and $5,000 in cash. Well, what does the person get actual delivery for? He gets actual delivery for the drawer. Uh, as far as I know, it, there's no actual delivery for the car keys, the cash, or the deed. Instead, you have to go to the drawer, open it up, pull out the deed, pull out the car keys, pull out the cash, and say, here are all the things I'm giving to you. The car keys, the deed, and the cash. And here's what you're going to be getting. As far as the remedy for breaches go, uh, courts generally disfavor specific performance, but if there is a specific, if there's a unique situation, where damages are going to be inadequate, then courts do allow for specific performance. So ultimately, specific performance only applies when it comes to property.
property and land. Sometimes it can uh, apply to other things like aesthetics related stuff. This is getting into contracts again, but very similar process where this is a breach of contract. What's your remedy for the breach? One of the remedies is specific performance, especially if the damages are inadequate. And we have here a case where uh, the person wanted to live in a condo. Uh, the apartment complex wanted to turn that condo, which it was originally supposed to be a condo, into an apartment. And the person's like, no, I want this uh, unit, and I want it to be a condo. Ultimately, uh, the court said that specific performance does apply here. He gets the condo for the breach, and damages are not sufficient. Ultimately, it's just a good way to up his price uh, if he wants to get kicked out of the condo. But what's our big takeaway from this case? Even when the units are going to be similar, or when the property is similar, it looks the same, same color, uh, same uh, design, those kind of things, there may be unique differences why a person may want one thing over another. And this is true. I mean, I think of an example where I'm in my apartment and we chose our apartment. So our whole layout, our TV is in the middle wall so that it's not by uh, a neighboring wall. That way we can control some of the noise and be good neighbors. Our TV and piano are sharing that middle wall within the apartment and so a whole bit part of our choice was the floor plan. Now, there are other methods of recovery. I, I mentioned one previously, it was damages. The other is rescission. That's just uh, foregoing the contract. Uh, typically, there's a few damages that go along with that as well. But that's closing. That's how that's going to work. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.